Breaking news here from the New York Post saying that it's possible, it's possible, Jeff Bezos would sell the Washington Post if it would help him buy the Washington Commanders. Uh, if you miss any of this, I just read most of the article. Um, but per the New York Post, there I quote, Chatter is growing that Amazon's billionaire founder is looking to clear the way for a purchase of the Washington Commanders by selling the Washington Post. With speculation boosted last month by leaked video of publisher Fred Ryan disclosing layoff plans at an unruly town hall meeting. Um, little bits and pieces of stuff that I know. I, I know that there is some frustration at the Post about layoffs and mm-hmm. about uncertainty and about people not being able to get their questions answered. Um, they have, there's a Twitter account for the post, the writers, writers and employees of the Washington post have come together for a union. Um, it's called the, the guild, the Washington post guild. Um, and they, uh, they have all sorts of information available online, postguild.org. They have a Twitter handle that I, that I check out occasionally and, um, I mean, they've been, this post-Guild account has been vocal about what they are unhappy with. I mean, you can read this. This is a tweet from December 14th, 2022. Um, they they took a video of this Fred Ryan, who's the publisher, delivering news that there would be more layoffs, and then he walked out refusing to answer questions. Um, at post-Guild tweeted, at the end of the event, Publisher Fred Ryan announced a single-digit decrease in the workforce in in Q1 of 2023. In the same breath, Ryan said the post will continue to grow. He didn't say whether those laid off would be offered the chance to be rehired or reassigned. Um, so there's layoffs going on over there. There is some upheaval going on, but that may be financially related. Who knows what that is? Yeah. Um, B, I want to let you react, and, and I want to go to the boys in the aquarium. I, I did want to point this out. For years now, People I know that have negotiated with Dan Snyder, business contracts, player contracts, all sorts of stuff, have said that Dan has to feel like he wins. Like, contract negotiations can't be mutually beneficial. It's a zero sum. Like, I have to win, you have to lose. If he's negotiating with Bezos, and he's like, you know what? I made him sell the post. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that allow Dan to feel like he's won? Possibly, but I think the person that's on the other end, and if your ultimate goal is to own the team and you get the team, who cares what the other person feels? You won too, didn't you? Because you got what you wanted. Yeah, sure, but I'm saying what could get Dan to sell to Bezos? I think this could actually be – if this is real, and who knows if it's real – I think this could really be a step. It could be something like that, but I think one thing about those type of mindsets, not only one person play them, and he who has biggest dollars can play that 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 game higher than you think. You know, there's somebody out there just crazy enough that'll say, I'm going to sell, sell the team, sell the post, go buy the team, and then come back and buy it again. All that could happen, but who knows? I, I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't see a lot of this stuff happening, but my I, I can't sit up here and think about what's going to make Dan really feel like he's winning and what would make Bezos think. Because if Bezos' ultimate goal is to own a team 
and I get a team, I don't care what the next person thinks about what they what what the uh, situation was. Landfill, Chief BS Officer. Um, it's a relatively flimsy report, let's be real. But there's a lot of if this, then that. What do you make of this news? I kind of think that, you know, if a newspaper's for sale, like, another newspaper would know because they would theoretically be, like, the type of people that would buy it. Yeah. So I kind of buy the report that maybe he is willing to sell it in order to get the commanders. I know last week we talked about, uh, I think it was the Broncos, like the people that ended up buying them, they weren't really involved the entire process and then just kind of swooped in at the end. And Maybe that's what Bezos is doing here. So I think there's at least a decent chance this is legit. I do too. Um, one thing that's important to point out, like these sales don't always go to the highest bidder. Yeah. We just saw that with Denver. That's true. Like, the Waltons paid 4.65, right? Walmart paid, and Harris was ready to go to $5 billion. But in this situation, do you think that if Dan is selling, he want, he's going to take a lower price or he wants the biggest price? Having covered this organization for a while, mm-hmm. I absolutely think, think he wants the biggest price. Mm-hmm. But I think he wants the biggest price. If it's from Bezos, there's got to be concessions. Because he feels personally wronged. That's that's my assertion of this. So that's why I think I, I think this could actually have some legs, man. Who knows? Because it's a a lot of moving parts. You got to find a willing buyer, right? Like I I don't know. But while I don't this, know what the newspaper while business, this stuff is hitting the papers and things of that nature, and you have serious bids out there right now. You gonna play this game and lose those bids, and the other teams that's supposed to come up to sale start to come out and they say the hell with it. I go over here and then leave you stuck. Then who's hurt? Fans. So a lot of possibilities of things happening. It's not a one way street in this whole deal. You know, where one guy could think I'm gonna run and do this, that, and the other, and they got another guy with the money that wants to buy. You got other people who already put bids up. Somebody's going to come to a point where they're going to say, I'm not going to keep waiting. We just saw it happen in Denver. I I mean, this whole thing just kind of unfolded in Denver. You had all these people doing all this work, and then at the end, the biggest money on the block came in and said, we'll buy it. Yeah. So you had all these people doing all this work, and then Bezos was like, yo, I really want this. What do I need to do? Yeah, and I think it's still it's comes, entirely plausible. It's not just one owner that makes that final say on who is entered into that fraternity. They have to vote on that too. Yeah, usually by the time it gets to the vote, I understand by the time yeah. it gets to, but they still have to vote on who they're letting in. So it could come to the point where the majority wants the person who they want. You can sit up there and play with it. And they can vote you right into the situation, how they want it to go. Sure. Jeff, as a lifelong, majorly loyal Commanders fans, what do you make of this Bezos stuff? Hey, man, he could buy the team. Could not. I don't know. Look, as long as we just get it out of Snyder's hands 
and possibly have a new dynasty come about. I just want to see us win, bro. Like, like that's it. Like, this is good news, great news. I'm, I'm glad it's progressing, but I'm ready to, I'm ready to get the actual franchise sold, and just want a new beginnings. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I think a lot of people probably feel how you feel. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm curious. If people want to call in. We got Wes Hall joining us in a few minutes, but we'll, we'll take calls. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. I go back to this, and I've heard this so many times about people that have negotiated with Dan and his team is that he feels like he has to win negotiations. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you didn't want to sell to Bezos, but all of a sudden you make him get rid of the paper – and let's be real, like, who knows, I have, I don't know, I have a, a lot of friends that work in the newspaper industry, and it's a relatively rough time for newspapers, mm-hmm. and the Post, because of the Bezos ownership, has largely been removed from that, like, that, that it could be a big change. But it, it could also be. could be a whole bunch of nothing. But, you know, if you, that, 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 even that article, and I, I, it's just like a, a little skim over it, where it talks about... He didn't. Jeff didn't really want to get into newspapers, you know, because a lot of times when you're involved with a newspaper like the Washington Post, one is as prominent nationally and, inter- and internationally as it is, it kind of mutes you on a lot of your own thought processes and your beliefs and your feelings. He may be able to be more who Jeff Bezos wanted to be without being having ownership of the True. Washington Post. Yeah, uh, maybe he wanted. Maybe one has nothing to do with the other. Yeah. Um, John, what do we got? John, Jerry is in Maryland. Jerry, what's up, dude? Hey, hey, I love your show. Thanks, I, buddy. Just, I don't understand. I don't understand what is the connection between selling the Washington Post and buying the Commanders. Why does one have to do with the other? One person that wants to buy the team owns the Washington Post. That the person that owns the team thinks wronged him. Yeah, Does that, make, I, that, that makes sense. Yeah, Jerry, yeah. if if you read the statements the team has put out over the last few years, they've used the phrase "well-funded misinformation campaign" a number of times, and the post has been driving the coverage. and And I don't think there's any misinformation, frankly, but I, I think, um, you know, the post has repeatedly reported on this, and I, by all accounts, Dan takes that personally. All right. All right. Well, thanks very much. No right, problem. Man. Thanks for listening, bud. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough here. I, I I don't. But it's the New York Post is a little tabloidy, and yeah, they kind of embrace that. But it doesn't mean that this reporting is wrong. The reporting has a lot of leeway here. It's pretty flexible in what they're mm-hmm. saying. Um. I find it hella interesting. I, I wonder how the camps of the people that put their bids in through the official process with Bank of America feel. I think I think that's that's why I really believe a lot of those camps are probably being a little less aggressive than they were in the other bids. Agreed. And they're backing up. To, let's take a wait and see approach to see what's really happening because I don't think anybody once you start. Living in that uh, range of billions, you don't want anybody to be playing around with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I really believe that's part of the reason why we don't we we heard there were bids, 
we we speculate who's leading and whatever. But I think even those people are saying, like, I'm not going out here and just be played around. Totally. And and listen, everybody's gonna recognize they're not Bezos, but the people that are bidding for this team are very, very rich and very, very powerful. Right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody wants to get yanked around on this stuff. Oh, no, not at all. And and I think it's important as people call in here to, to keep that in mind. Like Bezos has un, unfathomable money, but the rest of these dudes are the rest of these people, the rest of these groups are no joke either. Yeah, they're no joke. But I think ultimately what it comes down to, you have a bunch of people that are well off that are trying to buy something that they probably dreamed about. And if you get into one of these little spats where I'm gonna prove something to one person, you can piss off all of them. Marvin, that, that, that has to be uh, understood as well. Yeah. Marvin is in Woodbridge. Marvin, what are you making the no- the, the news here? So, um, I'm a fan of Commanders, and I think that um, we're, we're trying to move forward uh, from Daniel Snyder. However, a simple Google of Amazon and the, the lawsuits of discrimination and workplace harassment, I'm just playing devil's advocate and thinking, um, do I really want Bezos as the owner? And we're trying to move forward from uh, the things that uh, Daniel Snyder uh, toxic environment. That's, that's my thoughts. It's not a bad thought, dude. I mean, let's be real. Thank you for the call, Marvin. Thanks for listening, pal. We don't know who, whoever buys this team. Yeah, you don't. We know don't that. know that it's going to be better. We assume it is because it's been so bad, but, but the, we don't I, know. I really don't understand like uh, what he's really saying. Like, do you want to move on from one to the other? You're not going to know much about the other until they do all the things that have been done before, right? So if you think we're going to know everything before the sale happens, then I think that's a waste of thing. That never happens. We never know everything about someone before we get to the point. Take one more call on this. Dre is in PA. What up, Dre? What up, fellas? Hey, just want to start out by saying it's an honor to be on the line with y'all. Thanks, JP, dude. I watch everything. I watch everything you do, JP. Uh, B. Mitch, big fan of yours. I talked to you one time before, but... Um, my father was a big fan of yours that put me on. I'm 32, so I don't know too much, but I know enough. Appreciate and it. I can tell y'all, I can tell y'all this, man. I'm I'm with Jeff on this one, and I, honestly, it to me, it really does not matter who the owner is. Like, and my my opinion on it and who I want doesn't matter either. And I think everybody knows that. So, like, honestly, I just want to turn the page. And like Jeff said, I just want to see this team win. Like I said, I'm 32, and all I know is RG3's rookie year. All I know is, you know, 2015 and 16 with Kurt. Like, and these are not really success stories. These are average stories that we blow up in our area because we ain't got nothing else to talk about besides 90s and what you did, B-Mish and Doug and all of those guys. But, dude, I'm just ready to turn the page and figure out a way that we can get the right football minds in there to get this thing turned around. doesn't matter to me who the owner is, but it can't be Dan. 
And I did hear something. I don't know if you guys cleared this up this morning. I might have missed it. But I did hear something where it's a possibility where he could still be involved at this point to where he would sell majority. Um, and then, you know, he won't be around, but he'll still own a part of it. I'm of the impression that us as fans don't want him a part of it at all. Um, what, what's you guys take on that? And has there been any updates as far as the majority or wholesale and things of that nature? Thanks, guys. Honored to be here. All Thanks, Dre. Right. Appreciate you listening, man. Thanks for the kind words. Um, there's different reporting on that. There's also, like, think about what Steve Bashotti did with Art Modell. It's possible you you buy a majority and then over time you sell out, you buy out the rest. Yeah. Um, but how many? It could go a million directions and it's pure speculation. How, now I would ask a simple question. How many people spending that type of money will come in and let you force feed yourself to stay, stay on? Because I think a lot of these people understand I'm coming in to buy the majority. I want the majority. And I want to move it to a, a situation that I'm comfortable with, not that you're comfortable with. And the viability, the economic viability of this team is kind of tied to getting Dan out. Like, if you look at the lack of success they've had with a new stadium, with three different jurisdictions, like, I I think there's a specific problem there. So, I I believe that if you're the new owner and you're cutting a six, seven billion dollar check and you want to get a new stadium, perhaps you want to get back into RFK, I don't think the minority partner of Dan Snyder helps you. Uh, Wizards had a big win. We got some unfortunate Chris Tapps Porzingis news. We're going to talk to Wes Hall when we return. We'll keep the Bezos conversation going. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Pitt. one nine nine nine. I love this song, but the reason I always yell the 1999 part is the only part I can keep up with. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean... Dre is just going so hard, and I have zero chance to keep gotta, up. You got to try one day, and we'll tape it for we'll, you. We'll, we'll do it off air. I'll try. I mean, I know all the lyrics. I just can't physically spit them at the same speed. All right, right now, time to get on the BeckQL guest line. Talk to our boy, Wes Hall. Wes, of course, anchors all of the Wizards coverage for NBC Sports Washington. Wes, what's up, man? How are you, buddy? Hey, mate. Y'all playing my bump right there. Hey, look what's game in the mail. A scale with some arm and handle. What's up? Hell yeah. <laughs> Weatherman said it ain't going to rain. Did you hear hey, my what? confession that I just yelled the 1999 part because it's the only part I can keep up with? <laughs> Look, look, there are certain songs where there are certain call-outs. 1999, you get the uh, drunk in the club singing, I wish, I never <laughs> met her at all. Right. Like, that falls in that same lane. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to the cast. And can we all celebrate? It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Because we don't have to talk about them boys on the other side in the NFC East anymore. So now I can talk Wizards. There you go. Full, there you go. Full chest. Uh, um, <laughs> we spent the first hour making fun of the Cowboys. That was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I, especially to lose in that fashion. Uh, but mm. let's talk about your Wiz, dude. Big yeah, win. A big win uh, Saturday in New York. Beal came back. Let, let's start with the good news because there's some other news that just popped up too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, big news is Bill back, like you said. Past two games he's been on the court for us uh, have been dubs. You know, dealing with a hamstring issue. I think that was his 25th game of the season. Damn. So, obviously, things, you know, not going the way he wants. But just glad to have him back. And, you know, the mission is what? Winning. Winning, winning, winning. That's what everybody wants. So, I'm down for it. See, like more guys are starting to get involved, too. Rui had an unbelievable game. What, 30 points, I think it was. You yeah, know, are 30. you noticing that where – 
know, when when like a lot of times it, when star players get hurt, it really hinders a team. But it seems like the weird young guys that are getting more experience are now getting more established. So when Barrett comes back, he has more help. Well, you know what it does is it really provides confidence when those young guys are able to go out there and get those quality minutes, reps, in different situations and excuse me, situations and circumstances that allow them to understand the game and for it to slow down. So that way, when Brad does come back, they fall back into their natural position on the roster. But they know that with whatever minutes they're giving, they've been had enough experience to say, "Okay, I do this thing well. Let me go do that, and I'm going to exploit a weakness." And that's why you seem to really be able to put up thirty points, thirty off the bench. Like it's nothing. I'm like, wow. all right, well, go, Rui. I see you. So talking about Rui, I think it was the Athletic, but somebody reported that they're, they're, with the NBA trade deadline coming up, we always know how much it's the most active, I'd say, of all the major sports, maybe baseball. Um, yeah. And that Rui could be on the block. I mean, they do kind of have a log jam at the forward spot. They drafted a bunch of guys that kind of play the same position. Do you buy that? I, I mean, I don't know who reported it, but I, I feel like yeah. with the Wizards, they love kind of their international branding, and Rui is a huge star in Japan. I, I don't know what I make of that. So so I take three different instances to it, or three different perspectives. One, like it's like you said, it's the NBA. Chris Miller calls it silly season, you know, free agency and trade deadline. Everybody starts peppering the world with this should happen, that could happen, Be you know, stay tuned. So you get that world. Then you have the, that's Tommy Shepard's job. I'm thankful I don't have to deal with the headache of trying to balance all of what the speculation versus realities. Then there's the third lane. And and for me, it comes down to, I deal with the roster I have. Like you just said, Rui, 30 points off the bench. He's been a consistent double-figure scorer since he's been on the bench this season. Um, remember, he's, this is his fourth year. He's already had to deal with COVID stuff. The league shutting down, weird schedules, international travel, an Olympic uh, summer as well. Like, he's had a lot on his shoulders. So I'm just happy that he's playing good basketball. Yeah. If someone wants to deal with all the front office stuff, that's Tommy's job. That's not mine. And, and again, best of luck to him on that. Hmm. But I'm happy with what I see on the court. Yeah, he's been playing a lot better. We're talking with our boy Wes Hall. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram, at Real Wes Hall, right here on the BetQL guest line. Of course, Wes is your host for all your pre- and post-game coverage of Wizards basketball. So, dude, the, the Wizards are playing better of late. Uh, I mean, yeah. they're about 500 in the last 10. They've won two in a row. But the the record is is just so much better than it was like two weeks ago. They're they're now 20 yeah. and 26. For a stretch there, it felt like they were like 10 games under 500. Yeah. Um, can they keep climbing back into at least the the, the play-in game race? Short answer, yes, but it all comes down to this road trip. Uh, Chris Miller said he was like, I'm going to go out and say it. You know, everything is banked on this five. I'm not going to go that far as where Chris went, but I will say there's an agreement with him. Dallas, you should, that's going to be a tough matchup, but you're at there. You mm. should be able to take, yeah. That's, that's tomorrow night is against Luka and the Mavs, right? Exactly. So that one's going to be one. We're going to kind of be biting the nails on that one, but we're going to fight. Same thing with Houston. Now, Houston, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Detroit. Out of those four, I say we should take three of those minimum, minimum three. Anything else, you know, I got to deal with. I got to deal with. But after that, that's our longest home, uh, away stretch for the remainder of the season. Then we've got another three game stretch later on that involves Golden State, Portland, and Minnesota. But after that, we're we're playing with house money at that point. We're in Capital One Arena for at least sixty percent of the games for the rest of the season. Go out, 
handle your business, and then come home and try to walk this thing down on the back end of the schedule because we still have to deal with Atlanta. We haven't seen them, and we got to see Charlotte again. Well, I mean, the, how the, healthy are they getting now? But, dude, the, the Pistons are in last there. place in the East. The Spurs and the Rockets that they get to play are in last place in the West. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they be looking to go 4-1 and one in this thing? I have thought those things in the in in the past. However, like in football, any given Sunday or sure. Tuesday or whatever day mm-hmm. of the week it is, you know, anybody can win. So I'm, I'm going to say three confidently. But I, hey, if you can give me four and one, I'll take five and zero. Oh, if we can do four and one, now that's a real road trip. But you know, again, we all have you know lofty ambitions. But I just I want guys to stay healthy. I love seeing Gaffin and KP together. I know KP is going to be week by week with this ankle strain uh, that we just the team just announced earlier today. So you know, again limited roster. I think we've only had the full roster guys three games this year. Think about that. The whole roster, hmm. three games. Good luck trying to do everything that you have expectations for when you don't have the full allotment of tools at your disposal. They're going to have to be healthy down the stretch, though. How healthy yeah. are they at this point? Do you think they're healthy enough to make the runs? Well, and saying? let's talk Porzingis at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes down to. I say if he's a week-to-week, we know we need him on this road trip. But what did I just say? The most important part is the backside of this schedule once we get into March. So whatever you got to do, make sure that he and Gaff are on the court together. I think the dynamic that they bring is something that other teams haven't figured out. Because last time I checked, who else has a traditional five-shot blocker who enjoys protecting the rim? Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, a seven-foot-three, four guy who can shoot threes and also protect the rim. Good luck matching that up. And then if you ignore those two, there's a guy named Kyle Kuzma who has aspirations for Salt Lake City for All-Star this year. If you ignore those three, then you got Bradley Beal, who's the three-time All-Star All-NBA one time. I mean, come on. Like, we've got the pieces, but they all have to play together. It is remarkable. I mean, Porzingis week to week sounds like you're missing at least two weeks, doesn't it? I I mean, yeah. just to – and that's this whole – very winnable road trip, and then you get home, and you got some tough game. I mean, you got the Nets. You're going to Brooklyn. You got Cleveland coming in. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's just when they well, traded the for Przingis, I was like, man, that dude could play, but he's always hurt. And <laughs> and perhaps that the narrative is a little over the reality, but he does miss a lot of time, man. Well, tell me this, JP. Which road trip do you want him for? For the Dallas through Detroit road trip, or do you want him for the Golden State, Portland, Minnesota road trip? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you'd rather have, if he's got to miss one, you'd rather him miss against the really bad teams. But my preference, Wes, would be to not miss either. That's right. <laughs> What's the best ability, B. Mitch? <laughs> Availability. Availability. Let's go. Ready to turn up, man. Sorry. I, Cowboys losing, like, put a, well, I'm rejuvenated. Apparently, you know, not to put you in a tough spot here, Wes. What? Uh, Shams, Did my phone just buzz. Yeah, Shams is saying Washington Wizards are in serious talks to trade forward Rui Hachimura to the Los Angeles Lakers for guard Kendrick Nunn and multiple second-round picks. Second to none. What do you make of that? <laughs> I make of uh, this is that part of the silly season, and that's not a shot at Shams. This is part of that. You know, there's going to be talks. There's going to be speculations about who goes where. Um, again, I guess I've kind of 
bonded myself to Rui in a sense because I saw a kid coming out of Gonzaga that has a really unique skill set. He's stronger than people think. He's taller than people think. And he can score when he wants to. Now, personally, I want him to get his assists up, but that's just me. Well, let's um, add this, too. Rui's not at practice today for personal reasons, mm. apparently. Fair enough. He's you know, again, again, there's a lot of smoke here. Like, hey, look, and I'm over here. Like, what's the little kid in the meme who's like, there's smoke and everything, and I'm staring at the camera the other direction. Like, Yo, you got a job to do, and we get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, we can get back to just making fun of the Cowboys if you prefer. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. Like, uh, seriously? Who's your Who's your Super Bowl pick? You got four teams left. Who you like? Uh, let's go ahead and let's get this one done. Let's give me the old, the franchises that Joe Montana belonged to. Give me Bang Bang Niner game versus KC and I'll take it. Even though the Bengals are nice, but the last time the Bengals saw the 49ers in the Super Bowl, we know how that ended as well. Yeah, so Joe Montana uh, spotting John Candy in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, the drum yes. plays in the dirt, bro. Go ahead. Thank you for the time, man. We <laughs> really right, appreciate it. Cool, you. Brother. Did appreciate it, guys. That's our guy, Wes Hall. Give him a follow at Real Wes Hall. We're going to try to figure out this Rui Hachimura if he's been traded. Sure, looks like it's close, if not has happened. Mm. A lot of moving parts. Stay oh, yeah, on your toes. Definitely. It's P. Mitchell Finley. Averaged about 13 points per game in his career. Rui going to L.A. Now, this is per Woj has said. All right. Woj says... He started with the Wizards are in advanced talks on a trade to send forward Rui Hachimura to the Lakers. I'm just quoting Woj here. Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. The Lakers are in the final stages of completing a deal to acquire Hachimura for a package that includes three second-round picks. No deals finalized, but they're in the final stages. Hachimura and the Wizards were unable to agree on a rookie extension Prior to the season, and trade became more likely as Kyle Kuzma solidified himself as a priority to sign a long-term deal in the Wizards' front court. One more from Woj. He says, the Hachimura trade to the Lakers, including three second-round picks and guard Kendrick Nunn, is expected to be completed this afternoon, Mm. sources tell ESPN. The Lakers will land Hachimura, the ninth overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft. We'll... Try to give you some stats on Kendrick Nunn. The important thing to point out about second-round picks in the NBA is those can often be basically just sold. Mm-hmm. Um, those aren't guaranteed contracts. And, I, you know, I listen, Kendrick Nunn averages 13 minutes a game for the Lakers right now. Missed all of last season with a knee injury. Um, broke through in the NBA with the Heat. Uh, yeah, he's averaging about seven points a game this year. Average about fifteen per game with the Heat for two seasons. It's hard to look at this trade and know that this was the ninth overall pick three years ago and not find it underwhelming. Now, even if it's part of a bigger piece, if this is step one in in getting a Kuzma deal done, I guess I get it. But it, hard not to be underwhelmed, right? Yeah, I mean, but the thing about it, he hasn't done so much to where you were going to get something super spectacular for him. I know he's an up-and-coming type of player, but you weren't going to get a name that's going to make us start throwing a parade for Rui. You just wish that you hope he could get to his uh, top billing in a Wizard uniform, but now he's on his way to the Lakers. 
So what was Standing's tweet? Uh, Landfill, I think you had it pretty funny. Uh, if this trade happens, the Lakers will have more members of the 2019-2020 Wizards than the Wizards will. Wow. <laughs> and that's not like a long time ago. That's, that's three years. Two seasons Three, four ago. years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and Rui Hachimura missed today's practice due to personal reasons. Yeah, he was getting his stuff packed. Yeah. <laughs> Going his way to the West Coast. Does anybody think this is not a done deal? When Woj said something, if Woj be a, says it's going to be done this afternoon, it's done. Does, is anybody excited about this trade, Jeff? You fired up, Kendrick Nunn, and a bunch of second round picks. I'm, I I don't even watch Wizards basketball like that anymore. Ever since my boy Gilbert got kicked off the team, I've just been a fan of basketball rather than a team. Okay, it's a, it's a hard sell for to me. I, this guy just dropped. I, I think I think more people. He just dropped thirty. Yes. Okay. And I, I like my hung out with him at his wine uh, thing. I think he's a real, oh, real yeah, good I forgot kid. You hung out with him. But ultimately, what has he done to make anyone says anyone say, "Oh man, they can't trade Rui." That's fair. I'm not mad. Let me be no, clear. I'm just asking the question I, because I mean, I we, think we, they we, had we, a logjam and somebody needed to get moved. Yeah. I just would have liked to see more in return. But that's the thing about it, though. Maybe I'm mis- I'm misjudging the you, trade. You look at the fact of where he was drafted, and I think when another team look at getting him, they understand he has potential. But they're looking at what has he done since he's been drafted, and when you look at that, where are you going to garner a lot more? I'm just waiting for us to have another good season. Like, like draw us back. It seems like but- your whole deal is like in when your teams are just trying to wait to see if you can win again. I mean, that's that's what it has Welcome been to in Washington. Washington. Sports. I was about to say. All we got is the Caps. Because the Nats built something and then dismantled it faster than any championship team has ever been dismantled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we're waiting for it to come. That, your, that last, your last five first-round picks for the Wizards. Anybody want to ride this roller coaster? Landville, you be ready with a sound effect here, okay? 2018, first round, 15th overall. Troy Brown out of Oregon. 2019, ninth overall, Rui Hachimura out of Gonzaga. Okay. 2020, first round, ninth overall, Denny Avdia. Mm-hmm. I, for the record on Denny, I've heard some real he basketball people say... You know, when he puts it all together, he's going to be a great player. That kid has a lot of skills. But, you know, if my aunt if my aunt was my uncle, what is that saying? If my some nuts, can't be nuts. Right. It'd be uncle, yeah. Uh, 2021, first round, 15th overall, Corey Kisbert out of Gonzaga. Twenty twenty two, first round, 10th overall, Johnny Davis out of Wisconsin. Now, that one hadn't been good. Like, think about it. I haven't heard much about Johnny at all. You know, you get a first-round pick, you start hearing little things. I don't hear much good. I mean, you want me to keep going further back? No. 2011. No, we, we stopped right here. First round, six overall. Jan Vesely. 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
the the bad the nicest thing by Jan Vesely was his girlfriend. His, kid, at the time. his kiss. Um, I wish really good luck. Everything I heard and read about what happened to him when the Japanese team did poorly in the Olympics was awful. And he seems like a thoughtful young man. And uh, if this trade's going down, I, I hope it works out for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. Um, the Wiz have a log jam at forward. Kuzma's been really good. Kuzma's been fun to watch. What's up, Landini? Uh, do you remember when the Wizards traded their pick, the number five overall pick, because there was nobody worth taking? And then two picks later, Steph Curry was taken. Is that when they... Did that they get, like, Mike Miller? Who yeah. Did they, yeah. And I think Randy Foy, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Great trade. Mm-mm. I mean, that's the worst part. When was Giannis drafted? He wasn't, like, a top three pick. All right, Giannis, I, I, I'm not even going to pretend. Giannis was the 15th overall pick in 2013. Like, you can find studs. Yeah. When was Kawhi drafted? He. Kawhi was the 15th overall pick in 2011. <laughs> it's also remarkable looking at these Wizards drafts. They kind of draft in the same part of town every year, it seems. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, because they're always trying to get that eight seed. They like, went 20, 2018, they had the 15th pick. They got Troy Brown. 2019, ninth pick. 2020, ninth pick. 2021, 15th pick. That's a 15-9 sandwich. Which always there. But I just told you two players, Kawhi and Giannis, were 15th overall picks. And who did the Wiz get with the 15th? Corey Kisbert and Troy Brown. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We're going to Philadelphia when we return.